Welcome to the Cloud Architects Podcast, a podcast about cloud, technology, and the people using it. The Cloud Architects Podcast is sponsored by Kemp Technologies. Choose Kemp to optimize your multi-cloud application deployments and simplify multi-cloud application management. A single pane of glass for application delivery, Kemp provides a 360-degree view of your entire application environment and even third-party ADCs. Download Kemp 360 for free today at kemptechnologies.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects podcast. We are here at Microsoft Ignite, and so some of the noise that you're going to be hearing in the background is because we are recording live, and we've managed to find a spot on the floor. And I'm here today with Chris Goosen. Hello. And Jennifer Burdett. Hi. So, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Can we start by asking you, what do you do? So I'm part of the Fast Track team. I'm a program manager with Fast Track. My area is focusing specifically on helping to make sure that Fast Track and our partners have um, the tools that they need in order to be able to help customers deploy uh, Microsoft 365 from a security perspective. And we, w something we haven't mentioned is that you work for Microsoft. I do work for Microsoft, yes. yes. <laughs> You're right. I did not mention that. So is it fair to ask then that Fast Track is Microsoft's program to get customers into the service quicker? Yeah, it is definitely a benefit for customers to help them deploy um, Office 360, or sorry, Microsoft 365, and it is a, a Microsoft benefit that is part of the subscription when you purchase Microsoft 365 services. Not a lot of customers know about this, I would imagine. No, actually, I, the more I talk to folks um, this week, the more I discover that it is something that is fairly new to a lot of customers. We have worked with a number of customers to get us to help them um, deploy but uh, we're still uh, seem to be a, a, a secret that yes. we're trying to get out. So does that mean that Fast Track is only there for super large companies that need to go to cloud? Actually, um, anybody that has Microsoft 365 can use um, can use Fast Track. We do have uh, self-deploy documentation, um, a, a, a quite an extensive productivity library. If if um, you were to go to www.microsoft.com slash fast track, all the resources are there. If you have 150 seats and above um, of the of the the licensing plan, you actually have access to be able to request assistance from Fast Track, whether you're working with a Microsoft engineer or you're working with Fast Track Ready Partners uh, or a partner ecosystem, uh, you'll be able to get assistance. 150 seats isn't all that much. So that's that's uh, that sounds like there's a lot of value there. There is, absolutely. There's also a lot of value with customers that size that can definitely leverage the partner ecosystem as well. Um, we we do remote guidance, and so if you need if a customer needs assistance with hands on um, hands on the keyboards trying to get things done, certainly um, our partners will be able to add additional value there as well. I thought this cloud stuff is easy. Why do we need help? <laughs> well, sometimes we need help with um, just helping to develop the plan moving forward, um, depending on the size of the organization. There may be some additional complexities just with the, the types of um, deployment that they're looking for. Uh, so most of the cloud is actually really quite so easy. I, I like what you said about uh, sort of the partners being able to assist, right? Because I think from a partner perspective, very often 
partners look at this and go, hang on, Microsoft are, are, are doing what we do. And yeah. so they kind of, there's a little bit of like, oh, we feel a little bit threatened here because now, like I was going to do that for my customer, but now Microsoft's going to do that for my customer. Uh, where does that leave us? Yeah, so that's actually a, a really good point. So partners can and actually should request assistance from Fast Track um, when they're engaging with their customers. We really see um, partners actually leading the project for customers and, and then leveraging the Microsoft benefit on their behalf. So there's a lot of um, opportunity for partners there to really be strong um, advocates for their customers, have that, that PM capability for them, um, and, um, and then supply any additional specific expertise that's needed, right? Microsoft, um, we kind of have to, we can't take any particular biases, right? right and so right. certain industries require different, different things, and so partners can definitely help and provide that guidance on those, those, those specifics that we ne might not necessarily be able to, to do. But, but partners are also able to use the Microsoft um, approach so the customers are getting that consistent approach, whether it be Microsoft that's delivering it or a partner that's delivering it. So essentially, the value add from a partner perspective is one on the, the management of the project, right? Because that's not something Microsoft's going to be doing. It's They're right. going to be Microsoft resources, but the partners really can be the ones driving the, 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 the project management side of it. Um, and then I guess anything that involves maybe remediation of, of things, right? Yeah. Um, because I mean, you know, y'all aren't going to come in and fix the environment, right? Exactly. If there's something that needs to be rectified, that's the partner value add. Um, so this is really sort of a, a collaboration as opposed to, a, you know, Microsoft are going to do this thing and then we won't be involved from a partner perspective. Absolutely. It is definitely a collaboration. Uh, I like the way you put that, for sure. You mentioned, nice sorry, I just want to go back to something that you said because yeah. it sounded like you said you may leave the customer with process. So does that mean, and in my mind, Fast Track is this box and inside Fast Track engages with the customer and stuff goes whoop, into cloud, right? Is there more? Is there, because we mentioned process, and if I'm going to cloud, and there's still a, a, a bunch of customers who've got zero cloud investment, or they have got zero cloud adoption, should I say. They've invested in cloud, but they don't necessarily know how, how to go there. And you mentioned that there is process. So does that mean that Fast Track is going to teach me about cloud, or is, will I learn about moving to cloud? What, what does that mean? Or can I use the cloud better? What is that process? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a long question, isn't that's it? A, there's a lot to unpack under the, in that one, <laughs> and so um, I need a second to unpack all of that. All right, so micro, so what we've done at Microsoft is we've actually gone through and um, there's a couple of pieces. So we will definitely provide education around what aspect of the cloud the customer is looking to use, what that means, and, and um, provide them guidance on the different uh, areas that they would look to they would look to leverage as they go to move forward. And so we try and standardize that across, right. um, so that. If you're, if I'm talking to you today and I'm talking to you tomorrow, you're going to get the same information. It's it's repeatable and it and it happens for all customers. And so, um, we also try and make sure that we provide the best practices for customers as well, mm -hmm. so that they have that nice strong foundation and that base to go from where and so that 
once you have that base to go from, then you can then start customizing as necessary for uh, your individual organization. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what I would imagine that, because you think fast track, and fast track means that my stuff goes to cloud, right? Mm -hmm. Irrespective of the workload, if it's mail or OneDrive, I think maybe more than just the lift and shift, so I've got my data on premises and it's going to go to cloud and fast track will make that happen. Fairy dust and it's over there. Yeah. What does fast track mean for something like Teams? Ah. Should we take that that question yeah. a little or oh, ask it a different way? So what are the things that fast track will help with and what are the things that they won't help with? Yes. Can we break it down like that first? I think that's fair. That's a better question, yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of that information is actually in um, in our service description around the, the specifics. But but in a, in a general sense, we'll, we'll help you identify what the, the, the knobs and the buttons are for configuration. When it comes to data migration, we um, customers with 500 seats or above actually do get uh, assistance date moving the data over um, into the cloud once um, once you have the, the the settings configured if you will we'll also work with you in um, the different aspects so for example with uh, office 365 events threat protection we'll teach you um, how to leverage the data and the signals that you're getting out of it, right? And, and same thing with Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection. We'll work with you around what are you seeing? How do you leverage that? How do, you know, how, what tools are available to make your job a little bit easier? Um, so that part of the education is also provided. So it's a lot more than just, I have some mailboxes and now I want to move those mailboxes. There's, there's, there's a lot more to it than just email for one. And also, it's not just a, migration service there's absolutely a little bit more complete than just that absolutely we'll work with you around um, uh, like Azure information protection for example what those will help you figure out what policies you need and, and what labels you want to create and and how to get those set up we'll work with you around secure score for example making sure that you understand um, how do you leverage secure score to manage your portfolio and, and make sure that you're as secure as you possibly can be without impacting your users? Um, so we'll help you with the tools that are available as well to understand what's happening in the environment rather than, as you say, just simply moving mail and turning the mailboxes on. Mm. I think the value for, for customers is um, changing how I work. Well, ideally, that's how the value isn't just that Exchange moves from there to in the cloud. There's no value in that. Right. The value is that I should be getting more value out of this ecosystem that I've bought into. Right. Yeah, exactly. So how does Fast Track help from an adoption point of view? You spoke today a lot with our previous guest about uh, change management within the organization. And so does that mean that Fast Track works next to, adjacent to change management, do I get an element of change management that comes with Fast Track? Sure. Um, we definitely will will work with the customer and their change management processes and, and helping to, to make sure that once the change is in place, that it is running as it's needed, as intended, um, and that um, that you're that you are understanding what you're getting back out of that, as I had said earlier. Yeah. How do customers engage with Fast Track? 
So the best way is to go to www.microsoft.com slash fast track. Right. There's um, a whole wealth of information. You'll log in with your tenant ID, so it will um, it'll pull up information specific to what you've purchased. And so uh, there's a like I said, a whole host of documents in a productivity library. There's some adoption materials there as well. And there's a whole bunch of sessions actually this week around adoption that I, I encourage folks to, to take a look at. Um, they are specific in different areas, so it's really helpful depending on what stage of the journey you're on right. to, to check those out. There's also a link there for the ability to request assistance. Yeah. And depending on what you're looking to uh, request assistance on, uh, you may... Um, either be looking for a partner and so we can help identify a partner in the local region with the local language um, or if you are, are are already working with a partner um, we can definitely leverage and work directly with that partner and engage with them on on what steps need to happen that, that's a good point is is I mean when would you encourage organizations to engage with fast track is it at the very beginning of the journey is it once you've dipped your toe in the water or is it okay, we've committed, now we need to kind of adopt. You know what, it all depends on the organization. Certainly the sooner you can reach out, the better, because then we can help help you with that path and help you plan and, and envision what where you want to go. Um, so the sooner you can get involved, uh, the better okay. in that sense. Let's talk about partners for a second. Sure. And um, Fast Track is not going to take money away from partners. No. How do I become a Fast Track partner? So there's a website that we have. It's aka.ms slash Fast Track Partners. And once you go there, you can sign up for our community newsletter. Um, there's a lot of really good information about how, um, how as a partner, you can get involved and um, the benefits there. And certainly growing your revenue is one of the benefits that we have because you have the ability to work directly with us on our processes, but also add on to the different services, right? Especially if you've got specific expertise in a particular in, um, vertical of an industry, um, you can definitely provide additional value there. I'm a customer and Chris comes along, Chris Consulting Inc., <laughs> right? And he's a fast track partner how did he become a fast track partner and does he know what he's doing and that's always my well, I, if i'm a customer i want to engage with you because you're microsoft you know everything right? right why should i use a fast track partner and how do i know that they're competent so if I, not everybody not not every partner is a fast track partner and so um, the fast track ready partners have been trained on our approach that we use as Microsoft. Um, they have all the same collateral and the same training that we get. So um, if you are using a fast track ready partner, you can be assured that they have gone through the processes um, to have the same information as we have. Jennifer, I think you've given us a great sort of overview of, of fast track and how fast track works, well, the benefits for customers and how fast track works with partners and not instead of partners, right? I think that's great. Yeah. But let's let's kind of dig a little bit into 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 you, right? How did you So, our, we have an audience of folks who um, very often almost all the time admire the guests that we have on the show, right? To, to us it's a very important thing to um, to be able to provide people access to some of the great folks that work at Microsoft. And um, and I think one of the questions that always comes up is how did you become you? Like how did you get to the role that you do today? Because there isn't, you know, when you, when you presumably, <laughs> when you uh, went, to, went to school, you didn't go, okay, well, I want to, you know, 
be in the fast track program at Microsoft, right? There's <laughs> there's an evolution of, of uh, or a journey behind it. Sure. Um, and uh, we, we like to kind of unpack those stories. And if you, if you wanted to share any of that with us. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, if at home, if in high school, they always have, you know, most likely to right. whatever, right? And and so the, the question of most likely to work at Microsoft, I was not one right. of the people <laughs> that that my my peers would, would have actually um, picked for that. Um, I, I actually went in and wanted to be a teacher, um, an elementary school teacher. And so I have this aptitude of being able to understand the technology and be able to um, put it into a common language that folks actually be able to understand. And so when I think back on my on my career, it's kind of evolved of just naturally picking up the technologies and being able to teach my peers on how things have happened. And so through the various different roles that I've had um, that has brought me here has really been, I kind of call myself a translator, right? right? Because sometimes the developers, um, they, they speak in very technical language and it's not necessarily language or words that people would uh, naturally understand that they generally don't use common language. And so I've just had this natural ability to be able to do both. And so in this particular role as the PM, I work with engineering groups to help them understand what um, what they're building and then translate that out to be able to work with the folks in Fast Track to, to understand what it is so that they can communicate that effectively to their customers on how to how to deploy and adopt it. Okay. That's great. So that's how I got here. It was a very roundabout way of getting here. <laughs> yeah. Well, as Chris said, most people are because you don't go from high school to I'm the lead principal so-and-so on this product. There's, yeah. there's always a journey. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember when I was in high school, our principal used to always say that, uh, and I forget the percentage, but it was like an astoundingly high percentage of folks would one day do jobs that don't exist right now. Yes. Yeah. Right? And I think that, I mean, if, you know, that was a long time ago. Look look at where we are right now. Yeah. No one ever thought that we'd be sitting here talking about Azure or, or AI or any of these things. Uh, and so most of us have taken a little bit of a roundabout journey to get to, to kind of where we, where we are today. So... I think a lot of people find that really fascinating to kind of hear that. Yeah, and one of the things that I do like to do um, in my spare time is promote um, women and girls in technology. And so at home, I'm involved in, in a couple of different organizations to help do that, um, whether it be uh, the Women in Communications and Technology, um, which is a national association in Canada, and or um, at Tech Manitoba. Um, I work with them as well on their programs, but I also host DigiGirls um, for Microsoft in Winnipeg, trying to get girls in grade nine and 10 interested in technology and Wonderful. show them that technology is not just simply coding, that they could do all kinds of things. Because I'm not a very good coder, actually. I've, I've coded very little in my life. Fair enough. But I have that ability to, to understand and, and yeah. know what how the technology works. So I try very hard to to, to get that exposure out there and to, to and promote we, others. On this show in particular, we that's something that we kind of carry with us as well, is we are very, um, almost by accident, right? It, it started almost by accident, but that we we like to have, you know, women in technology on the show. Right? It's not, this is not an old boys club of people that we want, you know. So almost by accident it kind of started, but it's become a big, pretty big, trend and something that we're pretty proud of is is that and so if there's anything that we could ever do to support the work that you're doing you know please feel to reach out to us let's see what we could you know we're happy to help in any That'd way we great. can why don't we start by 
give us a couple of plugs for how do people find the work that you're involved in? How do people find the work that I'm involved in? Are there websites in? that you can promote? Are there Twitter handles they can follow? How do people find the work that you do and how do they support that? So from a DigiGirls perspective, we definitely have a Twitter page. Um, it's DigiGirls WPG. Uh, and so I, am, I try hard to, to get information out there. Um, there is, um, so uh, we have, um, so the, the Tech Manitoba, they have a, a Twitter handle as well. And I th they just changed the name of the association. It used to be Information Communication and Technology Association of Manitoba. So they've changed it to Tech Manitoba. So I'm not sure what their new Twitter handle is. I'd have to look that up. Um, but Tech Manitoba, they do have a hashtag of a hashtag Maven. That is the 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 parody uh, arm that I'm involved in. So certainly anything that has Maven um, attached to it as well. Stunning. How do people find you? Are you findable on Twitter, LinkedIn? What do you do? You want to be found? I am on <laughs> I am on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, certainly, uh, either place uh, to look me up. Uh, at Twitter, my t my handle there is uh, at jbirdat7. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you around more and enjoying the rest of the of the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. It's only Wednesday. It is only Wednesday. Tired feet. Tired feet indeed. <laughs> Hey everyone, before you go, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. At the Cloud Arch. <laughs>